Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Voulez-Vous with Zach and Steve. On today's podcast. What have we got for him, Steve? We've got ABBA the Album. Hey! By ABBA. An album about ABBA. By ABBA. You know, Steve, um, sometimes life is a burden way down in your shoes. That is a great song. Yeah. That's real razzmatazz, that one. Yeah, I love that one. I'm glad because Robert Scott hates it. Does he? He doesn't like it. Oh, God. All right, we'll get into that. That, uh, of course, is a lyric from Hole in Your Soul. That's that's spelled W-H-O-L-E in your S-O-L-E, soul, referring to a fish, not part of Soleil <laughs> Mimosa. There's a hole in my Soleil, but it's in exactly the right spot, so I can take little sips. Great news. I just opened a piece of mail. We have a restraining order from Soleil Mimosa. Oh, we finally did it. We finally did it. Cease and desist. Cease and desist from drinking. Mm-hmm. They're like they sent a cease and desist letter to our thirst, <laughs> which we're slaking <laughs> with delicious sweet Soleil mimosa. By the way, Soleil, listen, we had a Twitter interaction with uh, Modern Huge. Modern Huge, we love you. Are you out there? We do love you. And uh, I just want to point out that in that entire interaction where you were saying, "Oh, I can't wait to get some Soleil. Where can I find some Soleil?" They wrote back, Soleil Mimosa wrote to us and said, send us your location and we'll tell you where you can find some. They never mentioned the podcast. They never mentioned that we're bringing drinkers to the table. They're just ignoring us. How long can this go on, Soleil? I'm a Gemini, so I like metaphors. Mm -hmm. This is what that Twitter interaction between Voulez-Vous cast, myself, Modern Huge, and Soleil Mimosa was. Yeah. Modern Huge and I are hanging out at the bar. Yeah. Modern Huge, I'm like, oh, that Soleil Mimosa looks so good across the bar. I love them so much. And Modern Huge is like, I'm totally going to wingman this one. Yeah. So they're like, helping me out. Soleil Mimosa comes over and just turns their back to me and starts only talking to Modern Huge. Yeah. Suddenly, the prize that I had my eyes on is going for the wingman. Yeah. And I walk up and I'm like, hey, guys. Nothing. Exactly. I don't this, even get a favorite. I bet not even a tap on the shoulder for that one. I bet there is a great. I bet there's a hilarious Friends episode that's just like this. Probably where they're trying to get a canned beverage endorsement. Oh, Jennifer Aniston just can't get anyone. Ah, oh, I'm Chandler or whatever. <laughs> one of those guys who's who's well, the I'm, awkward one. Am I ruining everything for everyone? I'm Ross. No, I'm an actor. <laughs> I'm Joey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell that I've never seen Friends? Can you tell I've never seen Friends? <laughs> I think I've seen like two episodes. I was friends with people. There that word goes again. I'm friends with people who love the show Friends, but I never liked it myself. Yeah. We're doing a Friends podcast, but yeah, we'll never we watch, watch it. Yeah, we through it. <laughs> but let, let's not watch it. We'll just, talk, we'll just keep talking about it. Talk about what we think Friends is about. Two hours a week. It reminds me there's a, there's a, great, uh, there's a great Twitter... What is it called? A Twitter user? Yeah, I'm, sure. Hi, I'm Abraham Lincoln. I don't understand Twitter. I think it's a Twitter user or something <laughs> like this. You're a prospector is what exactly. I decided. Uh, but it, there's one where it's uh, of the West Wing, and it's just them tweeting potential plot lines from the West Wing. Oh, that's good. 
and the West Wing is great. It's fantastic, and it really makes fun of how loony and serious at the same time every West Wing episode is. It's great. Right. We should do that, except talk about it for four hours every week. Great idea. Just make up plot lines for friends. Let's start now. Okay, you go first. Okay, so I'm just kidding. We should talk about Abba. Ross makes a donut <laughs> that looks way too much like Courtney Cox's character, which makes her enroll in a community college class in algebra. That was good. Not bad. There was. I, That's someone... why we take it to the workroom. <laughs> <laughs> this is right around the water cooler. I someone some friend of mine put up a a little Instagram clip of I think it's Ross. There's some episode where they get Ross gets a new laptop. But, of course, this is like 98 or something. Yeah. So it's this big, bulky-looking... It's a car. It's hilarious. Yeah. And he's at the uh, the coffee shop, the Central Perk. Yeah. See, I know a couple things about Friends. That was in the New York Times crossword yesterday. That was one of the clues. Really? Yeah. Name of the coffee house in the show Friends. That was, was a like, Wednesday, boop, boop, so it's not that typed hard. Typed it in my... F- okay. Well, I didn't finish Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get through the Monday. I'm Mondays I can get through in like 19 or 20 minutes. Uh-huh. Tuesdays I can get through in like 30 to 40. Wednesdays I feel good if I get it. Th- forget about it. If I get like four clues on Thursday, I just go back to bed because I feel so good about Do myself. Do you try the Sunday? Yeah. Sometimes. It depends. Um, what was I going to say about... You were talking about Central Perk. Oh, about Ross with the Laptop. There's that uh-huh. great picture of the... The Kelly Rowland and Nelly song. All I think about, da, da, oh. all I think about is you. There's a scene Even where she's when like, I'm with my boo. there we go. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene where she's like on her phone texting, uh-huh. and then she like cries because like he's not texting back. But when you zoom in on the phone itself, it's just like an Excel spreadsheet <laughs> that she's typing on on her phone. <laughs> That's really good. And it's and like actually from the video. It's not someone like superimposing an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> That's what it is. It's great. Oh wow. Um technology, Ab- you guys, huh? Tech here we are through the magic of Microsoft Excel. This episode of Voulez-vous is brought to you by Soleil Mimosas and Microsoft Excel. I don't have a catchphrase. I don't either. I was trying to think of a tagline for Microsoft Excel. To get 20% off your next formula in Microsoft Excel, do Control-F and then type in the find window, voulez-vous, and you'll get 20% off the next formula. You type type in, in user code ProudLingenberry <laughs> <laughs> for 20% off. Zach and I are admittedly high off of our last episode. We feel pretty good about ourselves. That was a fun one. Did you guys fun. enjoy Arrival? Why don't you let us know? We're on iTunes finally. Rate the show. That's right. That's another reason why we're so Come high. on. That was a five-star episode if I ever heard one. Yeah. That was a good way to kick off our internet presence mm-hmm. on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Very happy to be on iTunes. Thank you, iTunes, for finally acknowledging that we exist. Thank you. Thank you for looking our way, iTunes. I see you, too. <laughs> um, we're going to say it again at the end of the show, but if you're listening to us, please rate us on iTunes. Yes. We, nobody looking at our show would have any idea how good we are based off of because it has no ratings right. i've tried to rate it 500 times and i don't i think my stars are going into the ether yeah we're only going to get away with that for so long we need you literally once we need for so people. long means once we're like only. bernie sanders we're that podcast that you think oh no one's ever going to listen to this <laughs> so nobody rates it but if everybody rates it 
then you, we'll gain some traction and we'll be the greatest podcast of all time. Yeah, we're big in Iowa. Are we? Uh, that's what I read about Bernie Sanders. Oh, Bernie today. Sanders, right. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at the metrics. In the Iowa Podcast Caucus. No, we when need you, your support. When you look at the infographic of where we listen to, it's like a big dot over New York uh-huh. where we're listening to ourselves and I force my boyfriend to. <laughs> I'm making sure it sounds okay when we put it up. Yep. That's Once sort of in the West Coast for Modern Huge. Uh-huh. Thank and, you. And then like a tiny one in Columbus for when I force my mom to listen to it. <laughs> there you go. I'm just so busy quilting. She is actually really busy quilting. Can't she listen while she quilts? I, I don't know how this, this works. This isn't interactive. You have to hear you just the f- put it on. Don't you know you can't join fabric together unless you can hear how it's singing. Mm. She's a fabric meld. She's a director of fabrics. She's like it's like Pocahontas. I thought you were gonna say Pokemon. I was like, yes. It's like both. Some quilts look like Pokemon. You're like, that is a lot of fucking colors. Mm. Uh, let's get into this. <laughs> Surely <album. laughs> this quilt was created in a Japanese animation studio. Probably because it is loud. And it evolves. Um, Abba the album, Steve. Here we are. Here we are. 1977. 1977. The now, year I was born. <laughs> not really. No, I was born in 1982. 82, okay. I literally dated myself. I was actually thinking to myself at one in one of our episodes, I thought, I just realized I don't know how old Steve is. And I'm, I figured it's either much younger than I think or much older than I think, and you're going to surprise me and tell me you're like 50. And I'm going to go, man, you look great. Yeah. I just went through menopause. Uh-huh. Um, I'm 33. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Good. I, I'll buy it. <laughs> I don't think Was that younger or older than you thought? That's older than I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah. I caught myself a few weeks ago telling everyone I was 34. Really? Oh, yeah. Are you anxious to be 34? Not anxious to be. I mean, are you looking to be? Are no. you looking forward to it? I've enjoyed my 30s way more than I enjoyed my 20s. That's mm. for sure. When I was 29, I was dying to be 30. Yeah. I'm feeling my age a lot these days. In what respect? Uh, a lot of my friends are... Almost all my friends are younger than me, who I regularly see. Oh, okay. So there's times where like I, I feel a million years old. Because stuff that I thought through and went through in my late 20s everybody's kind of everybody's like kind of entering that yeah and i've come out the other end i had um, a similar experience when i didn't go to college after high school and i remember a lot of my friends graduating college and starting to deal with certain life things and ask certain questions about what and i was like guys come on yeah even though we're the same age it felt very funny to be a few years ahead of that yeah I, a few years ago, I was friends with um, a lot of babies, mm-hmm. and it was really hard to be friends with babies because I could see them just starting to walk, just like, they were hungry, so they were crying, and it was like, it was just really hard because I'd been through that, you know what I mean? Well, like, it came out the other side. And when you're with them, it kind of falls to you to clean their diaper. I was like leading, I found it really frustrating to have to lead all the conversations. Yeah, like, right. me in a room of like eight babies... They're like literally throwing up in themselves. I'm like, what's your favorite movie? Like, yeah. I can't keep. It's hard not to be a little condescending. Yeah. And that's what they would say. They would say I was being condescending. I'm like, you're yeah. literally babies. I don't know how to talk to you because you don't understand human speech. And they said, I just said condescending. Like, yeah. what part of not understanding? It was a thing. We don't really talk anymore. So I think we should probably just move on. So you were friends with baby geniuses. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, we were well. We were work friends because we all worked at Baby Einstein. Is that a documentary <laughs> about you? <laughs> What's Baby Geniuses? <laughs> it's a movie about. I think oh! it might even be a franchise. Oh, it's it's kind of like Look Who's Talking Now, but they like try to they're all don't in like a spies or something or something like this. <laughs> I don't know. It's called Baby Geniuses. They all have little glasses. <laughs> I was about to say they're anthropomorphic babies, but they are human babies, <laughs> so it's not really. <laughs> they're anthropomorphic. <laughs> Babies are essentially animals. <laughs> so when you give them the power of speech and regular human thought, it kind of feels like homeward bound or something. <laughs> Podcast over. Zach wins for the best joke I've heard. Wow. Thank that you. That was good. All right. I guess let's talk about the record now. ABBA, the album, is 1977. Yeah. Uh so we had to make a determination when we decided what we we're going to do this week because at the same time they were writing and recording this album and rele- getting ready to release it, they were also doing a gigantic world tour. Like yeah. When we think of like 70s tours where like you get off a private plane and everyone's screaming, like that's what ABBA did. And I think this, this was their one time they did it because they hated touring so much. Right. And... I- I found it interesting. I didn't really know anything about this period of their career regarding, because they make the movie around this time and the movie has several songs from this album in it. Right. They also, during that tour, they were doing a mini musical. Oh, yeah. During the stage shows, which I had no idea about. And it actually was very illuminating for some of these songs mm-hmm. toward the end of the record. The yeah. end of the record is this three song suite, which is music from. The Girl with the Golden Hair. Oh, yes. Which is their 25-minute stage opus because Benny and Bjorn didn't want to just do a concert. They felt like there needed to be some other element to keep people engaged and make it uh, give them a reason to do a show at all. Yeah. So they wrote this kind of concept thing that's not even a half hour long about some girl from a small town who wants to make it in the big time. Yeah. And that's what... Thank you for the music is about, and I wonder, and I'm a marionette. Yep, and then the fourth one, go around the carousel. Right. I think they chose. They just decided it was not well suited for an album, so they stole parts of the melody and used it in "Hole in Your Soul," there the you song go. that we mentioned in the beginning. Um, so that's that kind of provides some context to the latter half of this record. I, I have to say, on the whole, this this one's kind of a step back for me from right. Arrival. In in terms of quality. Yeah. But what's... I was disappointed the first half dozen times I listened to this because I couldn't mm. help but think about how incredible Arrival is. Yeah. But I guess the thing that they do that is really hard to do musically is they knocked it out of the park. They had some of the... They had the biggest hits of their career so far with Arrival... Yeah. And they decided to do something different. Yeah, sure. Which is really hard to do. And not only did they decide to do something different, they also decided to do an enormous tour, which was the idea of Stig Anderson, their manager who was really pushy. Mm-hmm. And at the same time of them doing a tour, they were recording a movie. And at the same time, they were recording this movie, which is like a, a documentary pseudo-fiction film. Uh-huh. Agneta was pregnant. Oh, really? And then in the middle of them doing this, they're like, I know, let's play around with the idea of a musical. Like they're throwing almost everything yeah. a band could possibly do. It in sounds the same like time. the Beatles in like 64, 65. 
yeah. trying to do everything that anybody's throwing at them yeah. for the sake of just increasing the audience and keeping their brand yeah. popular. And this is a particularly American record, and they even say that. That's exactly what I thought when I was listening. Their push for the tour and their push for the movie were in large parts to get American audiences, mm-hmm. and so they use a lot of seven, like 70s West Coast and East Coast sounds. Yeah, it feels... Um, and I don't want to say disingenuous, but it, it feels like it feels like they're trying to do something that they're just not inspired to actually be doing. To me, it's very acoustic driven. It feels like kind of CSN, like you're saying, kind of West Coast '70s in terms of the aesthetic. And my favorite moments on the record are not that. Take a chance on me isn't really like that. And no, but that that song has way more guitars than any of the other big pop hits. That's true. Which, like when you listen when you listen to Arrival, it's got synthesizers all over the. They must yeah. have. I and haven't Hulé read about like it. a synth. That's just a like disco overload. Disco record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one, they just used a lot more guitars, but some of their best songs are still on this record. It's yeah. just it's not as sure-footed and confident as I think Arrival is, or right. as Voulez-vous is. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. So the big hits from this one are Take a Chance on Me, mm-hmm. Name of the Game. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for the music. Thank you for the music. There's another one, too. Let me look real fast. Um, can I talk... Was Eagle a hit? No. I believe it was a B-side. I hated Eagle until today. I'm not that into it. I, I like that... Um, I like the groove. It's kind of a surprising feel for... Abba. Yeah, this it goes kind of five minutes and groove. 53 seconds. Yeah. Do you know what it was inspired by? What's that? My guess was like the plight of the Native American. Oh, interesting. How Wayne's World 2 of you. Um, <laughs> Weird uh, Native Indian guy. Jonathan Livingston Siegel. Super 70s sounding. It is. That was kind of the tip-off for me that I don't like really little, like where this record's headed. It's like a little wooden flute. Yeah. And also, I, I generally am, am not that into... I don't feel very inspired by lyrics that are like, I wish I was a bird. I would love to be like a bird and just sail along the sky. I don't relate to that but feeling at all. who the fuck didn't play the shit out of I'm Like a Bird by Nelly Furtado on Winamp? On repeat. I mean, that's a whole different story. My roommate, my freshman year of college, I played it nonstop from the end of August because I was on a Rufus Wainwright mailing list, and someone was like, <laughs> "You have to listen to this new girl, Nelly Furtado." So on the I Rufus like Wainwright mailing list. Oh yeah, really? Oh yeah. So I started listening to these four songs that came out on like a little sampler. Uh huh. I went to college at OSU, and from like beginning of september at osu all the way through the end of october i would pretty much listen i'm like a bird on repeat wow and my roommate was this big stoner raver kid uh-huh. was like uh hey dude like aren't you like fucking sick of this bird song yet no no i'm not no that is are you one... asking me to turn it off because you could be more direct i i'll play turn off the light if you'd like oh me to. i like turn off the light it's a good one 
That's uh, an interesting time. Macy Gray had a hit song. Nelly Furtado was. Uh? Did she have more than one? Yes. I just remember that. Try to say goodbye and not Do choke. something. I don't know that. I try. Nope. Also, uh, Why Didn't You Call Me, which is one of my favorite Macy Gray songs. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on those. One thing I love about Macy Gray, she always has a song about killing someone. Mm. Almost always has a murder song on her albums, which I love. I like that. Don't sleep on Macy Gray, even though she's been sleeping on Macy Gray for years. Uh, <laughs> Eagle is great. Take a chance on me, inspired by running. Bjorn at the time was really into running and, and he that's was the like tempo of running and he was thinking about something during running like the rhythm of running and like what could he sing like yep that take song's fantastic that was the whole song is based off of the phrase remember we talked about right. this last time or like yeah. songs that are based off of a phrase and songs that are based off of an image take a chance on me was just like that rhythm and words that would fit that rhythm and take a chance on me was were the rhythm I love the song, and I've always loved the lyric when they say, listen to some music, maybe just talking, and get yeah. to know you better. I like that. Let's it's, just spend some time. It's so pedestrian, but so sexy. Yeah. So rooted. Well, but then it's, because you know I've got so much that I want to do. When I dream I'm alone with you, it's magic. Oh, my God. And there's that like, like freak out synthesizer at the uh -huh. end of magic. It's great. That song is one that has so many weird sections, mm -hmm. but you never notice it. And it's got that weird at the end of the chorus, but I think you know that I want you so. That little banjo line. Uh huh. It's like, where did that come from? I love it. Yeah, it's, it's an a great song. It's an incredible song. One man, one woman. Meh. Yeah, really pretty background vocals in the second verse. Oh. I wrote that down Look because it was the redeeming thing about that song for me. When I read that title, I expected more kind of regular, like, Biblical? chauvinist bullshit. But oh. it's it's different than what I thought, uh, the the um, substance of the song. Yeah, the, the lyrics are interesting. Um, it feels like it's going toward a breakup song, but the moral of the chorus is sort of, we're having a tough time, but we're working through this together. And, yeah. And I like the spirit of it. It's it's hard for me to, s this is what's sometimes hard about ABBA is it's hard to gauge which songs you should look for, for lyrical depth. Right. Because this one seems very fluffy. So I didn't look up the lyrics and it wasn't until I was reading about it in the Robert Scott book where I thought like, oh, those lyrics are really profound and yeah. interesting. They yeah, say something song. about relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's, it's one of, I thought it was going to be one of the first real breakup songs in the canon. And it's not. It's kind of starting to head there, but there's obviously some hope, some tumultuous uh, something in their relationship. But yeah, it's hopeful. Yeah, uh, and it feels like it. It's a very triumphant sort of chorus, and it's I just, a pretty song. I just think about the last record, um, Arrival, and the, what was the one ballad on there? There was one ballad that I just loved so much. My love, my life. Oh yeah, it's a nice song. Where I think like that one's not. 
among their most known, but that is a sleeper ballad. In this one, I I was ready for it to be a sleeper ballad, yeah. and it just kind of like happens. You're like, yeah. it's not offensive, I but it just doesn't do much. I suspect that that's because it's not cloaked in the same production as My Love, My Life. I think that song has a lot to do with what's going on uh, production-wise. Yeah. It's got those beautiful harmonies in the intro, and there's a lot of really nice embroidery around that song, and this is a little more straightforward. Yeah. But it's got some really nice moments. Name of the game. One of my favorites. This Come is on. one of my favorites. It is. It's a very menacing intro, really. Yeah. That kind of minor key thing. It's. It's another one of those times when they're really not broadcasting where the chorus is headed at all, because it's such a big, pretty chorus with those big acoustic guitars, big and strummy, none of that reverbed guitars. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah, it's a good song. It was song. written because there was a scene in Abba the movie, which is our next episode, mm-hmm. uh, where. <laughs> I don't remember because I saw the movie so long ago, but I was reading about it where I guess like Anyeta is singing to the journalist in the movie, but she's on it like with her psychiatrist. (laughs) So they wanted something that's like a little psychiatry involved. And Bjorn was like, but then it sounds like she's hitting on her psychiatrist. Yeah. He was like, I guess if you don't really know the songs about psychiatry, you probably got a totally different reading. As if like everyone else who didn't think of psychiatry when they heard the song, namely everyone. Come on. He was like, uh, actually, the song's about psychiatry. I don't know what he's talking about. That what doesn't about make this any song? sense. No. I, it just reminds me of when I used to go to therapy and my therapist would look across at me and be like, so I want to know. What's the name of the game? And then we'd stare at each other for f- 50 minutes. And then I'd give him a $20 copay. <laughs> the next week, he'd be like, it's really hard to charge your insurance company for this. Do you think you're done yet? And I was like, no, I'm still crying a lot. <laughs> oh. But here uh, we are. Here we are. So name of the game is about... They said about the song, I think it was Benny was like, this isn't really one of our catchiest, is it? And it made me really mad because I think this is one of their best songs. Yeah, but I know what he means by that. It's not it's not as much of an earworm to me as some of the others. Like Take a Chance on Me has that thing that just gets stuck in your craw. Yeah. And this doesn't have it's it's a very nicely formed, fleshed out song, but I don't think it's quite as Well, that's what feels so unfair about ABBA. They wrote so many songs that are just, like, mind-numbing. Like, how did you write this? This is impossible for a human to have written this. And they have all of these other songs. Like, I would say out of all the songs we've listened to, a third of them are knock them out of the park. A third of them are really good, which for any other pop band would be like, you'd kill a baby. Right. You'd kill one of my baby Einsteins in order to be able to have a song like this. Then a third are just rubbish. But I'm thinking about um, them in the context of this time. So it's 77, 78. This is coming out. 77. 77. This came out like 
December. And I read that in the UK, it was the third biggest album of the year. And it was behind Saturday Night Fever and mm-hmm. Grease. Yeah. So the only thing that surpassed this record, the only things, were film soundtracks. Yeah. One of which is just loaded with hits. Yeah. And the other one was just a big film. Yeah. But it, it makes me think about them in relation to bands like the Bee Gees and Fleetwood Mac and like yeah. other kind of colossal bands of this time. And I feel like they're a bit more ambitious in their writing. I yeah. feel like a band like Fleetwood Mac, if you look at rumors, it's like basically singles wall to wall. Right. And it's great. And I love that record so much. But it's not as ambitious in its writing as ABBA likes to be. Right, yeah. Even when they fall on their faces, they're they're shooting for some real like kind of classic song form stuff. Yeah. And it's not blues based and it's not about like three or four chord jams that morph into songs. No, they do like their stuff is so tricky and impressive. Yeah. And the things that they're trying to do are not typical. Like I love Stevie Nicks, but Stevie Nicks writes the same song over a hundred right. times. Right. She's got like three tempos and three modes of songwriting and like a lot of her stuff in Fleetwood Mac is kind of similar. Yeah. You never like you know one thing I could do without Stevie Nicks ragtime experiments. <laughs> like she didn't experiment in the same way where right. they are where they're right. in, and they even say they do, they never wanted to make an album where every song they always wanted something that didn't feel quite pop or quite rock. Right. Which explains Tropical Loveland. Yeah. Which explains Happy Hawaii. But it also explains the really great stuff. Yeah. Because you don't get there unless you go out on a limb like that. Yeah. And I think I think you have to contextualize the really brilliant stuff with the stuff that's not as brilliant because it's all part of the same creative process. Yep. And it helps them get there. Mm-hmm. It helps them find songs like Take a Chance on Me that has all these sections that are just like bonkers different from each other but it feels so it's, it feels like such a whole piece i think it's the it's one of the reasons why people really like the beatles yeah it is and i don't love the beatles but i think that they're doing something similar where like they're just they're musician they're musicians musicians yeah and they're trying to they want people to listen to them but they also want to do things that feel different and unexpected right well unlike the beatles I think that all of them, the 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 things that were getting to them on the radio, and through the, I guess whatever time they were growing up in in the country they grew up in, they were getting a mixture of all kinds of different music from different eras, and it's not all blues or rock and roll. Yep, there is that, but there's also Cole Porter and writers like that, and uh, classical kind of music and classic song forms and they're trying to incorporate all that stuff right into this, what they do this is why i, I want to know more about this like german schlager because it comes up a lot in abba songwriting where especially their the first half of their career is like they're doing schlager songwriting and there are times where i can like pinpoint it where i'm like that's not exactly pop but it sounds like it's supposed to be appealing yeah um, which is why I think we need to identify someone who might be able to speak to German Schlager. Yeah, maybe. And European Schlager music. If you're out there and you have some insight, please. Tweet at us at Voulez-Voucast. You can come over. You can come over. Sit down. I will literally give you Soleil Mimosas. It's like that. Sponsored by Microsoft Excel. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Incredibly boring. That's their tagline. <laughs> uh, I kind of want to skip move on because it has a weird boys to men spoken word thing in the beginning, even yeah. though it's a lovely song. I, after I actually, the guy's done I've, speaking. I've got no love for this song myself. Okay. It's better than their worst stuff in other albums. It is, but it's like the spoken word thing needs a much better payoff than this chorus provides. Okay. Me, Fair. I think. So let's talk about Hole in Your Soul. Hole in Your Soul fucking rocks. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's a good one. When I when they so it's got this weird intro where you don't know where it's gonna go. Yeah. Like nah, the nah, intro, nah, nah, nah. it's got like three different parts to just the music before the vocals. Yeah. Before the main groove kicks in and the vocals yeah. do. And then when the vocals kick in, they almost sound like Gypsy Rose Lee twins or something, like on uh-huh. vaudeville. Like the way that it's recorded, they're like they have a weird amount of chorus on both of their voices and they're yeah. harmonized. It's it's fantastic. Now my the thing I thought of immediately with this song is that it's like a much better King Kong song. Okay. In terms Back of Back off. No, no, hang on, hang on. It's so different. No, I'm thinking in terms of the production, the approach, I love that you've got the the women up front and then the kind of shouting oh, guy, the guy background vocals. vocals. But it the reminds guy's me vocals of... in King Kong song are incredible. Sorry, excuse me while I reach for a delicious. Oh, will you pass me one of those too? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to toss you one. Oh, God. Because one thing I love about Soleil Mimosa is that you can hold it in the palm of your hand and easily toss it to your friend on the beach. In the club, on the bus, at your mom's house. In the standing room section at Mamma Mia the Musical. Kate's taking a picture of me tossing it. Ready? <laughs> Soleil Mimosa going to Zach. Oh, better catch it. I got it. You got it. Hey. One thing I love about Soleil Mimosa is how easy it is to catch. Now, we're drinking from the Soleil four-pack, which is a small box of cans. But I've seen that they also have bottles. <laughs> There's probably other ways to enjoy Soleil. I wouldn't know because they won't them fucking in, talk to us. I've seen them in gas cans. I've seen them in pillowcases. Stop by I your... I myself. Great. I would bathe in Soleil Mimosa if only they would reach out. Do you know why it spilled all over you? Because the Soleil Mimosa sniper shot a bullet through that. <gasps> and then the the hole went through the can. I've been listening and to way too soul. many podcasts about Metal Gear Solid. Uh, the bullet <laughs> went through the can and then it started pouring on you and you're like, Oh God, I'm being sniped at. Yeah. I'm being sniped at. Is that a thing? No, I don't know what, the, <laughs> what could you possibly be referencing? Friends. You just said, oh God, I'm remember being that episode at. where Ross was being chased by a sniper, by a sniper? <laughs> hilariously because, through central perk because he has top secret government information that only he knows. Oh my God, the hijinks. Mm-hmm. I love living in New York. Um, Holding Your Soul is great, but Holding it's different from King Kong Song. What I like about Holding Your Soul is the whole- No, it's much different. I just, it it, it has some some uh, some of the same DNA to me as King Kong Song. Did you just spill? <laughs> <laughs> you got sniped at. God, we have- <gasps> What? Oh my God. Clutch the pearls. I think we have the Soleil curse put upon us. Oh, shit. We've been Soleil cursed by Anyeta. <gasps> Somewhere down below, she's rubbing a bloodstone. <laughs> letting her own blood and tears. Oh, my God. Wait, onto... something, something's happening. Oh, my God. Something's, something's happening. happening. I, 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 it's me. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my gosh, she's here. I have possessed Zachary. I am here. I sound like Bjork when I do this accent. That's fair. I would love... Wait. I would love it if Bjork did a cover of an ABBA song. Oh, it'd be amazing. Kate, our fellow researcher and producer, can you look to see if Ab- if Bjork has ever co- covered an ABBA song? Okay, what's the ABBA song that you most would like Bjork to sing? Oh, my God. It's so hard to say. Uh Oh, do you have one in mind? The, my immediate thought was that I think she would really do a great job with the visitors. Now I see them moving. Uh, the voice is coming through the door. I hear it cracking up. Ah! <laughs> oh, this song. Is it this one? Has a fucking great scream at the end. Yeah, it's the same Hole dancing queen scream. Yeah. But this one's like, oh, it's great. She's going for it. It's not buried in the mix either. No, what, no. Okay, it's so right back up front. to Hole in Your Soul. Yeah. We'll get back about Bjork covering ABBA. Yeah. What I love about Hole in Your Soul is it's all about like rock and roll saving you. You need it. Yeah. And then it goes into this weird like interlude harpsichordy on a synth type bridge. Yeah. Which is a great bridge. It's and a I love, great weirdo bridge with incredible vocal production. And yes. then suddenly just kicks back into the chorus. Well, because the lyrics is something like, I, this is too romantic. It's like yeah. self-referential. And oh, then yeah. it gets back to the rock. And then she's like, yeah, that's how this big scream. It's great. And it's the very lyrics HMS in this, Pinafore. <laughs> <laughs> the lyrics in the song are, for me, like right on the verge of being unbearable, but... It works for what the song is. I love the lyrics. Of, I mean, I think um, I think the lyric, you feel bad, let me tell you. We all get the blues. Yeah. I love. Sometimes life is a burden way down in your shoes. Not so great. But they have. I like the just, lyric about they, my friend Sam is a chauffeur. He knows the scoop. No, that's not the lyrics. What is it? This is great. They just start saying what their friends do. Like, by yeah. the way, we're really rich and pregnant yeah. all the goddamn time. Yeah. <laughs> but we have friends who do real stuff. Yeah. And they My friend and Sam is a chauffeur. Uh-huh. Annie goes to school. Oh, that's what it is? Jerry works at the office. Sue's, Sue lies by the pool. Good for Sue. But on all we... Good for Sue. Get a fucking job, Sue. Maybe in Sweden you can just live off the government. Not in L'Amérique, Sue. Let's make America great again, you guys. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Donald Trump for America. Let's finish talking about Abba the Album. Okay. Hole in Your Soul. Hole in Your Soul rocks. It's the last one. Yeah, before the girl with the golden hair power block. Triage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Holding Your Soul is great. Everyone should listen to it. Yeah, so great. Even though Sue is fucking lazy, it is a fantastic song. Now, something interesting also about uh, Holding Your Soul, I I was reading that a a lot of people have issues with this record because the audio quality apparently Yes, the first four tracks were terribly recorded. Right, and Holding Your Soul to me kind of sounds like it's got some degraded audio thing happening. Apparently, the masters were not up to snuff, so uh, there's some lost audio quality on this album, which is kind of... That's fine. Imagine if we... It's fine, but for ABBA, it's kind of heartbreaking. I mean, that's their bread and butter. The suite of songs 
I when I read that they had like a mini musical that they performed in the last twenty five minutes of their concert, I remember thinking like, "What the fuck were you thinking?" Yeah, like what person is like, "Yeah, Abba," and then you go at the end and they're wearing these weird blonde wigs, singing these songs that don't sound like pop songs. Like, well, that's the funniest thing is that Anniford had to wear a blonde wig yep. because they the two women played the same character. Yep, at different moments in the show, they represented different parts. The right. girl with the golden hair's personality. It's kind of like Pixar's Inside Out. <laughs> I wonder if Pi- I wonder if I'll be suing Pixar. That's what I wonder. I'll say it out loud. I wonder huh. that out loud. Wow, you're um, really wondering that. In Mamma Mia, how can I resist you? They say about this. Does it say yeah? How can I resist y- you? Mm. How can I resist you? Fast and loose with the titles there, Steve. I'm sloppy. I'm sloppy with my soleil. Yeah. So what I was happy to find out in Mamma Mia, yeah. how could I resist you? They they say they're like, I don't know what we were thinking. Like, oh, thank God. They even said it. They're like, it was a really, we wanted to write musicals. We wanted to be ambitious, but we're not in the world of people who tour. So we thought like, oh, this will catch people's interest. But like people don't come to an ABBA show wanting to see a mini musical. No, they want to dance. Nobody goes to Mamma Mia wanting to see a musical. They want to hear ABBA songs, for God's sake. That is By the way, I have some Mamma Mia dirt. Oh, my God. I haven't stopped thinking about this all week. I told John last night, and he like didn't even know how to respond. Yeah, so... I'm gonna. I'm not gonna disclose who told me this because I feel like it's best to keep it. Anyeta. Yeah. Hey, it was Lingonberry. You want to hear some shit? <laughs> so I have a friend who uh, is friends with one of the uh, creative people who creative people. One one of the Sark. <laughs> is it the poet <laughs> Sark? One one of the staff who put together the original production of Mamma Mia. Uh, and I I have a feeling that he's listening to this. So hello, you know who you are. Uh, so he told me that he saw Mamma Mia during previews, like even before. This is in the UK. This is in London when they were wor- workshopping it on the West End, and they didn't realize that it was a comedy. They wrote this book around these songs that was meant to be very serious and this very dramatic piece. And then every time an ABBA song would start, people would start laughing because it feels kind of ridiculous <laughs> to come out of this very serious book scene into like, da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. It's just out of place. It yeah. feels weird. Yeah. So it was only after they had gotten it up on its feet and in front of audiences that they were like, maybe we should lean a little more towards camp. I, and comedy. I love that. Isn't we made, that unbelievable? I love that we made all those jokes about them. And like, surely they knew they weren't Chekhov. And then like two weeks later, you come back and be like, by the way, they thought they were Chekhov. By the way, Chekhov <laughs> wrote the book for Mamma Mia and was immediately sacked. So that's your Mamma Mia dirt for this week. We're going to get a lot more very soon. I hope so. If our friend follows up on their promise. We have to follow up. And Alice yeah. Ewing, call me. Girl, sidekick page me. <laughs> that's Call pro- me, beat me, if you want to reach me. That's that, uh, there's that JoJo song, um, Baby It's You, with what, a rap the... by Lil Bow Wow. Oh, uh, Lil Bow Wow. And he says, like, if you want to reach me, baby, sidekick page me. Oh, I like that. That's a great song. JoJo's got that song that's like, 
I like the part where she goes, You say you dream of my face, but you don't like me. You just like the chase. That's a great song. Yeah, it is. But I love that lyric. It's, it's and kind of And the soccer clumsy. guy in that in that music video is a babe for days. Yeah? Oh, yes. Zach! Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so can we just say thank you for the music? Great so, song! Now, great, fantastic song. One of my song. favorite ABBA songs. And when I hear that song, I'm like, why isn't this the last song on the record? How do you close a record with anything but thank you for the music if you have Thank You For The Music on your record. What is great about Thank You For The Music is that it's a great career-ending song yeah. that happened in the middle of their career. They should make a documentary about, not a documentary, but like a biopic, like a walk the line sort of film about ABBA, starring you and I. Or we could consult, whatever. Sure. Listen, we're open to anything. I have eight pseudonyms you can send me checks to. The film is called Thank You for the Music, Uh and it closes with uh, the four of them on a bare stage, very classy lighting, Sure. and they perform that song, and that's how the film ends. Yeah. That and the way old friends do are like the most classic end of career on yeah, this. Yeah. But they release them in the end of their career. In the or like in the their, middle. Yeah, Sorry. I'm yeah. not thinking straight. It's like that. Uh Thank You for the Music is so corny and it's so incredible. It does that thing where it does like the slowdown right before the I love chorus. It. Yeah. And then the chorus just like sweeps you off your feet. Yeah. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. And I like when she goes. What does she say about who figured out that the end of the second verse, that a melody could make you feel this way? Whoever it was, I'm a fan. (laughs) And I say, thank you for the music. But I love that. I'm a fan. I love that. And you can hear her smile when she sings it. It's so corny. And then the bridge has that reference to the, she's the girl with the golden hair. Yep. There's that lyric in it that's like, oh, okay. Um, Because it's part of this awful musical that you wrote to go at the end of your concert i just was looking up the lyrics to thank you for the music and there's apparently a song called thank you for the venom that came up thank you for the venom uh okay so this is what i love about thank you for the music the bridge she sings um fuck where is it i've been so lucky i'm the girl with the golden hair i want to sing it out to everybody (laughs) Can you imagine like this bitch on the street being like, I'm fucking lucky. I've got blonde hair. You'd yeah. be like, shut up. Well, Move the, to the side and that lyric of the that, stairwell. <laughs> I've got a train to catch. And that lyric that's like, I, when I sing, people listen. Oh, I'm yeah. so blessed. When I sing, people listen. Yeah. She says in the beginning, like, oh, I'm so boring. No one pays attention to me. She's like, <laughs> seriously, I've been doing shit before I could even like talk and walk. Can you believe it? 
Like, it's such a humble brag song. But it's incredible. It is. Yeah, it's great. I love what it. What a joy. I love this What song. a life. What a chance. Like, what blue notes? <laughs> yeah. They're so blue, they're almost well, purple. You know what's kind of illuminating is the uh, the Doris Day mix. Have you listened to <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah, weird. So, the, so there's this other version of Thank You for the Music, which is subtitled the Doris Day mix. And it's much more like kind of ragtimey piano. I think Very it's in 19, a different key. What's weird is they describe it as 1920s. Uh-huh. Uh, Doris Day was maybe born in the 1920s. Yeah, it doesn't make like, a lot of sense. It doesn't sense. make a lot of sense. That they would call it the Doris Day mix. They should have said the Ethel Merman version. Yeah. Thank and you for the music. <laughs> the songs I'm singing. She would, I, go, she would go, the songs I'm singing. <laughs> she always did I'm the girl with the golden hair. <laughs> I mentioned to Zach, there is an Ethel Merman disco record from around this era, oh, which shit. I think is incredible. Yeah. Even if we did a bonus episode where we just listened to the <laughs> Ethel Merman disco I'm, episode, I'm all about that. Incredible. that sounds great. Uh, the other two songs are okay. I don't like I yeah, Wonder I'm, I Departure. I'm happy to leave it at that because I, I feel the same way. I, I kind of, I Wonder is fine. I, I actively dislike Marionette. It just sounds like a musical number. Like yeah. to me, I heard it's like, oh, they're practicing for chess. Yeah. Right. That's it. Right. How would you rate this album? Dead silence there for a moment. As we tried to figure out where to take this. So I it was dead for me because I saw the ghost of Ethel Merman entering me. I would give this a five. Oh. Maybe a four. Holy shit. I would give it a six. I would give it a five. I would put it right in the middle of I think you're forgetting Take a Chance. But see, that's the thing. I think you're forgetting name of the game. I'm not. And that's six why it's as ten. high as it is. Okay, I, I I can't I can't in good conscience. I I gave Arrival a seven point five. You gave Arrival. I gave it a seven. I can't put this one point away from Arrival. This record. Okay, I just can't. Steve yes. just cracked another sole. Everybody, I'm a little embarrassed of myself, but ratings are really stressing you out tonight. Ratings are really stressing me. I, I just think like drink if I want to talk about. It. I think this is better than some of their mediocre records. Okay, so where so arrivals are high point yep. right now. I would give people so, this record to so listen is, to. So is so is this one the one behind arrival for you? Uh no, the one behind this is probably Waterloo. Me too. Now we're going to tackle Abba the movie next. I'm so excited but to then, watch this. But records-wise, Voulez-vous on the way which is like Spectacular! I think yeah. Voulez-vous is so great, and I'm looking forward. The to next talking three about are that. incredible. Yeah. Voulez-vous, Super Trooper, and the Visitors. Yeah, man, they go out with a bang on the Visitors. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. I wanted people to fill in the sentence from. <gasps> Here it is. I wanted people to fill in the sentence from "Thank You for the Music." Mother says I was a blank before I could walk. And the real answer, of course, is dancer. Correct. Uh. My friend Asia responds, her name is Asia Gable. She responds, I'm confused, <laughs> which is cool. Uh, John responded on Twitter and wrote, uh, to fill in the blank, mother says I was a faggot, 
before I could walk. <laughs> so that's pretty terrible. That sounds like John. Uh, Kate's mom responded about Kate. <laughs> I love this. Kate and, and Kate texted both of her parents and said, "What's your answer for this?" And her dad said, "It's dancer, right?" Her and dad Kate said, "Dancer?" Yeah. Question mark. <laughs> Just a guess. Like he was playing Jeopardy. Uh, and her mom wrote, "You were an artist. You were a joy too." So that sentence reads: "Mother says I was a. You were an artist." You were a joy too before before I, could walk. <laughs> before I could walk. And then she followed it up with something else, didn't she? I'm wondering what a child who's an artist before they could walk looks like. Then she says, You were a lover of stories too. <laughs> Kate I was love a you, Kate's stupid mom. baby. Just kidding, she's a baby genius, which is why I recruited her for my group of spy babies. That was sort of Kate's breakout role, baby geniuses. That's true. Um Listen, I'm gonna put this out there because why not? We're gonna we're gonna watch Abba the movie and we're gonna record an episode when we watch it. If you are in the New York area and you happen to be listening to this and you're not one of our friends <laughs> because we'll probably invite you anyway, email us or tweet at us or whatever. Voulezvouscast at Gmail, right? Is our email address. Or tweet at us Voulezvouscast on Twitter. Uh, you can do the Ask Us Anything on Tumblr if you want, com. Let us know that you're interested in watching Abba the Movie with us. If you are, if you can be in New York in the next couple of weeks and you want to have a bit of fun, tell us and we'll see. Maybe yeah. we can work it out. We're planning on doing it the next three weeks. Yeah. Uh, it's a tricky time because Zach's record with Secret Somebody's is coming out in two and a half weeks. Yeah, very soon. What? You said Secret Somebody's. <laughs> Thank so, you, Soleil Mimosa. We're, we're Secret called, Someone's. We're called Secret Someone's. My favorite incorrect name ever that someone gave us was Secret Smile. <laughs> <laughs> and this was at a gig. It was on the little thing in front of the venue. It said Secret Smile, and we all took a photo in front of it, because how great is that? So follow Zach's band, Silent Nobodies. Uh-huh. At Tumblr.com. That's uh-huh. how you do it on Twitter. That's it. But seriously, we want to watch this movie with people. Then right after we watch it, record and get everyone's an episode of it. Yeah, yeah. We'll involve the audience. Let's try stuff out. At this point, four people are listening to us. So why not be experimental? Right. Uh, Zach, how would you fill in the sentence? Mother says I was a blank before I could walk. What would you, How would your mom say that? <sighs> Pain in the ass. <gasps> that was literally the same exact phrase that As I what? was going to use. Really? Sorry, yeah. I mean, I don't think my mom would actually say that. Are you the oldest child? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, what I would have, your mom actually say, sister. though? Hi, Natalie. She's probably listening. Hi, Natalie. That's my younger sister. Hey, Natalie. I'm single. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, What would she actually say? I don't know. I don't know what she would say. My mom would say it was a pain in the ass. I think I didn't stop talking, which is a shock to no one. It's serving us well now. <laughs> Filling dead air. We just sit in a Steve room and Lynch. stare at each other and speak. <sighs> <sighs> so I said by the time we leave today that Zach and I would sing a song from Abba the Album as Bjork. Oh, yeah. Great idea. You want to start? Wait, first, let's do the outro. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So, again, uh, I'm. this is Voulez-Vous. I'm Z- <laughs> <laughs> you do it. 
No, you, you do what you're doing. This is Voulez-vous with Steve and Zach. <laughs> and you, you have been tuning in to Voulez-vous with Zach and Steve. You can follow me, Zach, <laughs> at, on Twitter at at. At, at, at Zach Jones Music, and that's Zach, Z-A-C-H, Jones Music, M-U-S-I-C. And it's you can same. follow Steve on Twitter at, at There Is Thunder, which is an Annie Lennox song. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm so sorry. Wait, Kate I'm going to get it right, Kate Bush, because you're a gay person. moody gay, <laughs> I think is how you put it. Correct. Um... He's also on Instagram, and you also might want to follow his dog, Pizza the Frenchie. He's great. He is grumpy all the time and hates me. Perfect. Uh, thank you guys so much. Again, follow us on Twitter at VoulezVousCast. We're also at VoulezVousCast.com. Uh, send us questions. Tweet at us. We'd love to hear what you think about ABBA. We'd love to hear about what you think. We're also on iTunes. Please go to the iTunes store. Rate us. Subscribe to us. We really want more people to listen to the show because more people should know about why ABBA is fantastic and also terrifying at the That's same time. That's what this is all about, folks. Guys, did you Can forget what this is about? Can we look past the spandex? Can we look past Zach's spandex? Oh, yeah. You never really see what we look like when we record this show. No. My mom said thought that you would look like Ryan Gosling. Someone just... I'm not going to get was into me. this right now. I think oh, it was, it was me. you. Oh, right, right. <laughs> God, because that's fucking weird. I wanted to punch this person who told me, oh, wait, that was you. That's right. I wanted to punch <laughs> you the other day. So thank you guys again for another great episode. Remember, two weeks from now, we are doing ABBA the movie. If you'd like to be part of the viewing party, please tweet at us or email us or find us on Tumblr. We'd love to have you as part of our audience. Thank you for the music. The songs we're singing. <laughs> Everybody scream when, when I, I kiss, kiss the teacher. teacher. Everybody <laughs> look at me ah, when, when I, I kiss, kiss the teacher. teacher. <laughs> Wait, Jack, what do you think is happening right now? <laughs> uh, <work in> <laughs> hey, we did it. We got it. Voulez-vous has its first subscriber. <laughs> so long. <laughs>